0: Welcome to episode 17 of Foos and Phasers. I'm Claudia Dahl. And I'm Audrey Kearns. And this is where we get down and nerdy with all things science fiction. Um, Hopefully you're listening to us on our network, Giant Size Team Up.
1: Giant Size Team Up. (laughs) If not, visit them online. (laughs) They've got lots of uh, great podcasts for you to listen to. Um, On this episode, Claudia, as you know, we're going to chat a few minutes about The Walking Dead season premiere. Yeah, there's going to be spoilers, Spoilers. folks. Just letting you know. Before we get to our topic, which is our favorite Next Generation Holodeck episodes, Mm. but first guests. Yeah. uh, Today, we
0: have uh, Joseph Scrimshaw, comedian, writer, and host of Obsessed Podcasts. Hi, Joseph. Hello.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for being here. And... Josh Plow, the other guy sitting here. And, the, and this guy? <laughs> He's the writer and creator of the award winning web series written by a kid. Oh, and, hi. And both of these guys, it, this is your second time. Welcome back on the show, gentlemen. It's
2: my third time.
1: Oh, shit, because you did one live. I did
2: one live where I kissed oh, your God. husband and then you forgot oh. about it.
1: Oh, well, my I, God. I, I watched that. Do you blame me? Do you blame me for blocking that out? Did, well, I do. I thought out? it was a tender moment <laughs> well, that you could maybe enjoy. Here's the I don't thing. Know. <laughs> So you guys were role playing Riker and
3: uh, I, I uh, was Riker. That's and, what and I he remember. was He was Janeway. He was Janeway. Oh, right. Yes. And
1: I was so obsessed with time. That makes way more sense. Yeah. And so they're doing this <laughs> role playing, role playing thing where they're going to end with a kiss. And I was so obsessed with uh, time because I thought that they were going to kick us out of the convention that I stopped them. And Joseph said, wait a minute, I'm supposed to kiss him. This was not dragon. Con. <laughs> yes. This is a dragon.
3: Con. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't
1: just at our house. And uh, so, um, yeah, so we went back to it, and uh, you guys certainly did kiss, and we it was did. hilarious.
4: It was lovely. Well, if it makes you feel any better, this is my second time.
1: Yes. Well, and then right before he walked in this room, um, Brian is home, who, which he, who me and Claudia call the, uh, Every, Tom, Hanks the Tom Hanks of, of Blues and Phasers, <laughs> because anytime we have a cancellation or something happens, I walk down the hall and say, hey, Brian, come into the room. And as we're coming in here tonight, he was really depressed.
0: We'll you, suck it up. Suck it up. Jesus, Come six on. times, dude. You can't. You can't do it always. <laughs> All right. And I'm let's, sure we'll need him like Friday or Sunday. So exactly,
2: <laughs> exactly what I said to him after he kissed. We can't <laughs> oh, do this always.
3: But I'm sure we'll need you Sunday. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Maybe that's why he's depressed.
2: <laughs> just when other people don't show up, you can
3: kiss me.
1: <laughs> All right, Claudia. Why don't uh, you lead us in our toast before oh, we yes. we're, we're going to do a yes. toast before right, we get started? So we're
0: going to do a toasty toast. So everybody, raise your glass. Um, and we want to do a shout out to ZP International who gave us this book of quotes, Star Trek Next Generation quotes, at this uh, said Dragon Con. Yes. Uh, Audrey's adjusting my mic, getting it higher and closer to my mouth.
4: She's going to have to adjust her mic too oh. because uh, it, as she stood up, it literally went into her back pocket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. Which so. means I'm going to have to edit that part out and then this part out. Oh, yeah. No, it's right. fine. Oh,
0: well. Leave I'll the leave- butt
2: noise in. It's I'll leave all my organic. butt noise
1: in. <laughs> Alright, so are you ready
0: for our toast? Yeah, let's yes. do it. This is from When the Bow Breaks, Jean-Luc Picard to Data. Things are only impossible until they're not.
1: Here, here. Here, here. Click. 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 click.
3: click. Can and now drink click. I can't.
4: <laughs>
2: well, what did Picard just tell you? You guys gave up on toasting because yeah, you're sitting said too far away. I'm that it was it. wasn't
1: impossible. It was
4: just but, hard. Uh, until they're not.
1: Was, <laughs> until you guys are really lazy and don't want to do yeah, something for the that show. That was the second and, part of
2: Picard's quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless It'll you don't you feel lazy. like doing it, then
1: eh. it's on you.
4: <laughs> as, the stakes are low.
1: As always, <laughs> thanks to everyone who interacted with us this week on social media. I wanted to do a shout out for Lin Uh Talina, last week we did our show on the Rogue One trailer. Nice. And we had all our guests tell their Star Wars origin stories. And so she tweeted us with Yeah. My Star Wars origin is sitting on the living room floor watching dad's videotape collection with him. And I-, I thought that was really
0: sweet. And gross. then it made
1: me feel really old.
0: Yeah. I thought it was very familiar. I mean, like that's like, kind of why we are all interested in yes. all of this stuff is because we grew up with our families watching it. Unless you didn't, and I'm sorry, and then there's other <laughs> stuff going on, and
1: okay. I think you just call me crazy. Well, thank you, no. Talina, for for, <laughs> for, for, how I for said. <laughs> tweeting that. All right, let's get the sponsors over with. I mean, I love you, sponsors. You guys are the best. <laughs>
0: um, wow. Uh, well, first, I want to say thank you to Devotion Vodka again. Uh, Gluten free, sugar free, very a very healthy vodka. Um, uh, today, I made the minuet in honor of our theme holiday. Oh. I know exactly um, who you're talking about. Yeah. What was in the minuet? Um, it's a uh, freshly. <laughs> <Riker>? oh <my>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: sorry, just it was as, just as sorry. Just presented to you,
1: trombone. Sorry, I would I would just be disappointed, Joseph, if you hadn't said
0: that. <laughs> uh, freshly squeezed strawberries, not Riker. Um, lemons, limes, a little coconut devotion
1: vodka. Uh, yeah, that's it. Excellent, and it was refreshing, delicious. Our other sponsor is Loot Crate, and um, they have, well, I'm just excited about what they have this month because there's two magic movies coming out, basically. We have Doctor Strange and Fantastic Beasts coming out. So Loot Crate, if you guys don't know, it's a subscription box you can get every single month with epic gear, housewares, and collectibles. They offer an epic range of pop culture items for less than 20 bucks a month. If you're more of a a fanatical fashionista, the Loot wear. They have loot wear, evidently. It's the first time I've read that. Our monthly wearable <laughs> and accessory subscription will fill your closet with cult classics and your favorite franchises. Now, here's the magic stuff. Ready your wands. Pre-measure your positions and ready get ready. Your wands. That's what it says. And, and get ready you. for November's enchanting theme, magical. We've cast a powerful ancient spell to deliver you this 100 percent exclusive crate featuring bewitching items from Doctor Strange. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and Big Trouble in Little China?
3: Yes. Yeah. What's
1: the magic part in that?
3: It's, uh, it's all magic. The oh, plot. no. <laughs> the, the whole
1: thing. It's all magic. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of the the um, the um uh, other movie.
4: Uh,
2: oh, Escape Chinatown.
4: from...
1: Chinatown. Oh. I, that's what i was
2: thinking.
3: Oh. I was like, oh. Chinatown. totally in different movie. <laughs> I'm mean, joking,
4: but the fact that that's
3: the, that's a the very... mistake that you made... He actually, yeah, so happy.
2: he uses a spell to <laughs> heal his nose in the director's cut.
0: Yes, do you there imagine you that double there feature? Big trouble, little China. I, I, China I, my town. wife and I actually did that. It did was you great. really? Yeah. How is did it? They, they, I mean, what did you do first? Movies.
2: We watched Chinatown, and then I realized that oh, one of the actors in Chinatown is the big bad in uh-huh. uh. In, in, in the, big trouble, in big trouble in Little China. I was just like, we got to watch this, and we did, and it was wonderful. That, that sounds trouble like a that's really, the end of my story. Of my
1: but it sounds is. like a really fun night. All right, but to get the, the the magical loot crate box, you do have to subscribe by the nineteenth of November. Does Kurt Russell come in this box? He should.
4: <laughs> I but think he, you get essence of Russell. Oh, you get ode esse- o- o- to
1: Russell. <laughs> Um, but even if you miss the 19th uh deadline, you still can get other wonderful things every month. Go to www.lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and enter the code booze and phasers and save a few bucks off your subscription. You should do it
4: now. I will say, uh, we at Nerdist just got um the October loot crate and it uh, is superb, yes. so yeah, yeah, craters, yeah, unite. That's the horror. Yes, stuff the, we were reading you get this, that uh, Leatherface yeah. plushy—that is one of the funniest, best oh things gosh. I've seen. Nice. It's a great little toy. But but
1: how is? I mean, Leatherface needs to be leathery. No, he's mm. adorable. It, it's in every adorable. Ride.
4: Believe me, it okay. works. All he,
1: right, he it work. I agree with you. I agree with you. Guess what, guys? It's time for Shatner tweets.
4: All right. All
0: right. Am I singing this or go ahead, sing it? Shatner tweets.
1: All right. I don't know. Sometimes
0: we have things that like, that will come in. We have oh, fans well, that.
1: Should... Um, send in a soundbite of oh, nice. Shatner tweets and we do want to put that out there thanks to Hammond Chamberlain yeah. who gave us our last one for last episode um, if you guys want to send us like a three or four second soundbite with you guys saying Shatner, Shatner tweets, tweets yeah. any way you want we will put it in the episode <laughs> yeah yep. do it do it do it do it and then
0: we'll talk about it um, alright so I have well I have a few okay so they're kind of silly did he just bang on the door
1: Oh, another thing, listeners, as you know, Scout is part of our podcast, but we're not letting him in the room tonight. So, so telling... you might hear him punch the door a few times. It's kind of scary. Scout
4: sounds... is a gorgeous brown Springer spaniel, if you don't know. <laughs>
1: but yeah, if, sounds... you, if you they do know, know, at this yeah. point, well, we I, talk about his parts constantly. <laughs> but he really does with both Josh and Joseph, he goes out of his mind.
2: Yeah, he really likes us, and he expresses that to me by punching my balls and biting my hand at the same time with a smile in his eyes. So it's really nice. There's
1: love love in his human, his human, human eyes. His
2: very human eyes say, "You're enjoying this, right?"
4: I like to think it's because. I have irresistible balls. Both of you guys have irresistible.
3: <laughs> Your balls, balls are irresistible. Oh, thank That's you. The, okay, is let's that get the first
2: part. Shatner tweet? Your yeah. balls are irresistible.
3: irresistible. <laughs> My best, Bill uh, James T,
0: uh, tweeted at William Shatner, Mister Shatter, why exactly? <laughs> Mister Shatter, okay, Mister Shatter, why exactly are these assholes being annoying? Shatner retweeted, Shatter. That was that that's one. It? That's it? all it was. He yeah. didn't
2: answer that existential question. <laughs> well, why are these people being assholes? The,
0: the, uh, it, it's a long thing about why these yeah. people are being assholes. Was oh, it still Outlander? The Outlander thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's, he tweets about Outlander like constantly. And there's yeah. been a I mean, it's, war it's going epic. on for six
1: months with Outlander epic. fans. Epic and Shatner.
4: Lore. Honestly, I wish that's how real wars were. It's just, just people s- yelling at each other on the internet.
1: Just keep it there. And sometimes it gets so really cheaper. bad though.
4: It is so sort of like
2: really... the internet is like the parts of World War One where they were just in their trenches and like <laughs> not very far from each other, Ye- but not actually <laughs> fighting. Just be <being> like <laughs> any of you pop your head up, you're getting shot. So we're just gonna yell your dicks.
0: <laughs> Holland, Holland Paulson uh, tweeted, Who is a better kisser? Delta Burke or Candace Bergen? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> William Shatner replied, James Spader. Which I agree with him. I've never That's kissed James Spader, but awesome. I'm a I, I am an I agreement. He's a
4: passionate kisser.
1: He's, I, he seems be,
4: like deeply yeah. something.
1: He seems yeah. like James Spader or James. Spader. Okay, I thought no. you were saying uh, uh, William no. Shatner because he seems like a wet kisser. No, like, he's, yeah. like he's like a very very wet. wet. Shatner, yeah, yeah. He, he kisses, he kisses yeah. with his throat. He's like, <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: yeah, he kisses with his whole lower mouth. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's a, he's a masher.
1: He's a masher. He's okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Peter Bell
0: uh, tweeted to William Shatner I bet Canadian ghosts are friendly and William Shatner said Casper probably was a Canadian it's so weird it's, it's random and then everything else is Outlander so Outlander, it's like these Outlander, random Outlander. little tweets and then Outlander Rams. Wow. Uh, John Tolbert said at William Shatner Bill you're awesome at pissing people off I'm okay with that uh, William Shatner said I know it's a gift
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then this isn't William Shatner but I'm just gonna throw it okay, out there yeah, that so Ron I'm... Howard retweeted me
1: yeah Ron oh, Howard oh nice yeah. it was really cool uh, have you guys been watching Black Mirror yet
2: I have not watched Black Mirror oh, but so, so Ron good. Howard retweeted a over. comment
1: well Bryce Dallas Howard his she's, daughter she's the star of the first episode Nose oh. Dive
0: which is written by Rashida Jones and it's brilliant I mean it's brilliant you've seen it and uh so I re- I tweeted said Bryce Dallas Howard should never have to audition for anything ever again. And he retweeted me. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, look at
3: that." Yeah.
1: Hey, daddy. okay, "Okay, scout."
3: scout again.
1: that's like a- okay. But it was like a proud daddy kind
0: of thing. It totally it was, was. So because cute. he was retweeting people who were complimenting his daughter. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. It was-
2: now you should find out other celebrities you like. Look up their not famous daughters <laughs> and, start, and tweet random, just random compliments. So and so kills it at Lady Footlocker in her job. and See if a famous person will Is retweet there
3: a you. Lady Footlocker, I don't know. Maybe at the Glendale Galleria. Kevin
4: Costner's daughter was actually really nice to me in an elevator in New York one time. That's she, was good. Just she was raised right. She was r- raised right. Yeah. Uh, apparently, she uh, really had to pee, but she held the elevator door for us. Uh, and uh, that was a sweet, sweetheart thing She's to like, do. She's like, that's Is a that sacrifice. A yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: That, I mean, when, when I think also, of my Also, I ladder, love Waterworld,
4: so do you? it makes sense. <laughs> yes, I do. Hmm. We'll talk about that <laughs> else times. <laughs> After.
2: I have urinated, please.
1: <laughs> Is that <laughs> it for uh, Shatner tweet? That's a, yeah. All right, so let's go on to the news. We're going to cover two pieces of news real quick. And the first one, do you want to talk about the HoloLens one,
3: Claudia? Um, or I, sure, you can go for it. Too. Okay,
1: well, I'll just read. Um, in, on Inverse, uh, they had this post today. Uh, I'll re- go ahead and read you this little <laughs> bit about it. Microsoft has a prototype of a holographic projector that can beam 3D objects into a room without a headset. It has been revealed. The company is currently working on refining its HoloLens augmented reality headset, which can overlay objects on a set of goggles, but Microsoft is aiming for, future, for a future that removes the headgear from the equation.
2: What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I I, I have like challenging. Uh, I'm challenged about virtual reality. Like, I, it seems cool, but I feel like I already have. Uh, I'm already too good at blocking out reality. Yeah, I don't feel like I need more help. Yeah. Obviously, it's the way yeah. the world is going, and it's the way entertainment wants to go. It's the way a lot of money goes, so it's the way it's going to go. But just in this article, I was reading it and thinking like, oh yeah, like a more holodeck like experience, cool. But then I got to this sentence that I wanted to write down having a conversation with your far-flung relatives in their holographic form in your kitchen is still a long way off. And when I read that, I thought, thank God. Uh,
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a little bit of time, but...
1: Well, once they got into, like, the augmented reality kind of stuff and everything, and you think about VR games right now, and there's, like, a time limit to what your brain can actually handle. Yeah. And I'm curious. This made me go on a tangent, Claudia. Tangent, Belle. Um... There we go. Here we go. Ring, ring. Um, do you think the more augmented, the more VR that comes out into the world that we as humans, like three generations from now, are going to be evolved to be able to withstand it longer?
2: Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like, uh, I think a lot of people are very, very excited for it. And just to me, it's one of those things like when you think of Star Trek and you see the holodeck episodes like we're going to talk about, you think, mm-hmm. I, want, I want to be there. I want to go to there. And now that it is coming up, is sort of like, I I kind of like being attached to reality. Or like the real practical applications. Just because that technology is here doesn't mean like I'm a fun commander on a spaceship having Uh adventures. It just means that like my mother-in-law can pop into the kitchen. And I don't want that. (laughs) That's not exciting.
1: Yeah, it's not exciting to you. Yeah, the technology doesn't
2: bring with it all the excitement that the stories did.
1: Exactly, because right now they're just talking about having a conversation you know, you go out on town out on tour and you want to talk to your wife. It's it's more of like, okay, now we're holographic. Yeah. You know, but even when my husband's out of town and I'm in bed and he calls me, it's like I really don't need you to see me fully formed right now. I can just talk <laughs> on the phone and say I love you and good night. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh so, but they do
0: address that in Black Mirror. There's an episode of Black Mirror that they oh kind yeah? of address that. Say well San Junipero. Oh yes. That's if you have seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. I won't like spoil it, but it does address it, and it's a very interesting conversation. It's very thought provoking, yeah. Because then it does make a little bit of sense, because at that point in that time, that reality, we are more evolved to be Mm -hmm. adjusted to that kind of thing. But there is a time limit in this um, reality. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, and
4: also my theory is that when it gets good enough, when the technology evolves to a point where it is seamless uh we won't be able to tell the difference yeah um, and at that point it there will be larger questions to ask like well how do people really yes uh, you know is is bathing going to be as important then uh, as it is now. That's
0: what this Black Mirror kind right. of yeah. is yeah. it
2: valid to just have a different reality from the other people around you? Yeah. And I think we're already traipsing into that with yeah. like uh, this this will be a very short tangent, so I don't need a bell.
3: But just <laughs> things like
2: like political discussions where one camp says, I believe this, and the other camp says I believe that. And we're yeah. kind of we we're, we're beyond the fact checking horizon yeah. where media isn't even willing to fact check and just says, like, those people believe X and these people believe Y. Right. And you, we live in different realities.
3: Yeah. So like, yeah I feel
2: like reality is like the next horizon. Yeah,
1: yeah
4: absolutely. But if I everything can't, is possible, then uh, nothing really matters.
1: I can't help to think about like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch Caprica and yes. shows like that where, you know, we basically will choose to live in those realities and live our own lives and create our own, what we look like and... I don't know. And does it's it make it hole. wrong or
0: right or better yeah. or worse? Not necessarily. It's, it's really I happy. mean, is it
4: yeah. fine? Yeah. I also yeah. think that, you know, in our fight to be not so lonely as we are, uh, we're going to be really tired of not being lonely.
1: <laughs> okay. So next up, we, we've we got uh, this thing that when we, all four of us watched it, we, we we got super jealous, actually. Well,
0: I think it was a reality check. <laughs> it was, speaking of reality,
1: it was a reality check that, um, so Simon Pegg. Talk to an astronaut. Her name is well,
0: Kate Rubens. And it's really cool. It's a really cool thing until you do a little more research and then you realize that she's your age, but she's in <laughs> space yeah. and she has a PhD and she's sequencing DNA. On the International Space Station.
4: Yeah, the space thing is really the big thing. And, <laughs> and this yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm he- I'm here talking.
1: We're talking. Like, about- we're talking about Star Trek <laughs> holodecks.
2: <laughs> you are saying important things like, "Does Kurt Russell come in that box?"
1: <laughs> you are
2: making the world a better place by saying <laughs> sentences like that. If
1: somebody laughed at that, I. I- Yes, that's you, a little... You, you made their day better, Claudia. It just, it was a downward spiral.
0: <laughs> and, and Learning honestly, about Kate Rubens because she's amazing. How many astronauts have there been? She's the, this point, she's the 60th woman to be in space. Yes, but that's wow. oh, wow. like
4: over 200 of them, right? In out of, all? Uh, that's out a, of the
1: l- entire population of human beings. Yeah, right? I mean, that's incredible. That's probably
4: the same number as the podcasters in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, okay, whole it is approximately one-fourth a
0: lot I think there's a lot of yeah. number of yeah. podcasters
1: in. In uh, Valley Village. Yeah. Right. 60 saying. is the average
2: number of podcasts that each individual has, I think, <laughs> yeah. in Los Angeles.
1: I liked when he was talking to her and she said that she watched it in the cupola. Is that what she yeah, called Yeah, the it? cupola. Where, um, where it's facing Earth. It's these windows where you can see Earth. But also, like last year, that's where a female—was she Russian? It was a female—she um, wasn't American. I don't think she was Russian, but an astronaut that was in the cupola— and she dressed up as Janeway with a cup of coffee yeah. and had her picture taken on the oh. ISS.
0: Oh,
2: that's awesome. I oh,
0: mean, it's that great. is really I mean, cool because I think, you know, like Simon Pegg says in this video, like a lot of stuff that's happened in Star Trek, it did inspire a lot of people to either, you know, develop that technology or to go into uh, space and science and 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 STEM and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was cool to hear her talk about. It. She, like, mentions that she wish she had a tricorder, which I thought was really good. Cute. I was yeah. like, oh, she wants to try a corner. Me
4: too. Yeah. Now, for anybody who hasn't seen this video, uh, one of the things I loved is that uh, Simon Pegg is dressed like Chandler from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> he's red He's ash. very dumb. To I that. get it. He's He's got a, uh, a sport coat. <laughs> Over just a regular T-shirt, like a
3: white T-shirt, it looks <laughs>
1: and then he's good. in front of a, a, a green screen, like with Big Ben behind him.
2: Yeah, yeah just reason. like generic British stuff. Yeah, yeah. like a bulldog yeah. and some yeah. biscuits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like yeah. in
3: space,
0: and our hair is floating. And yeah, like, you know, like
2: <laughs> you know. In, in speaking of different realities, the video was really, really cool. I think it's cool that Star Trek remains the genre thing that is connected to the reality of science yeah. in our real world. But in in terms of different realities, I read the article, the text of the article, and it. And then I watched the video, uh-huh. and I, I, I keep learning that I should just watch the video first because the article is written like Simon Pegg is yeah. the biggest nerd in the world, and he lost his mind, and he begged and he to be he the doubt, w- but he didn't lose he, his yet. mind. And then you watch no, it, it's like, like it's like he's a little calmer than Larry King. Like he's yeah. he's not. I think flipping he out at it's all. Like
0: he's he thinks it's cool. It's he's like he's doing oh, a I'm little, you
1: know, like he's doing, doing a little yes, interview. Yeah. But
2: the text is full of hyperbole.
1: Yeah. Well, here's another thing that I agree with you. I I why I agree with you on that, Joseph, is I was somewhere where I couldn't watch a video, so I read the transcript or the the text of it, and at the very end it says, and then he signs up, signs off by saying, if you ever need an engineer, I can come up there and fix your warp core. Which, when I was reading it, was going
3: Simon. <laughs> that is so dirty.
0: She's
2: the 60th woman in space. Oh, some respect. and it's like
0: not dirty at all. And then like when you watch it, like, he's, he's just th- like, I. If you need, like, I'll he's like, if there. you need yeah. an engineer, he's making know? a Star Trek joke.
1: Yeah. But is that does that say more about my brain or <laughs> you have a dirty, dirty brain that maybe I have a just a, a well, dirty you know, brain. that says
4: something about context. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the, so. I, the concept of context. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh my God! I dropped my phone. <laughs>
2: You're ready for zero gravity.
1: I'm ready for zero. Well, here's why I was picking up my phone because of our next topic. I'm oh, setting boy. a timer because if you guys oh. listen to our last episode, uh, we, we had went. A lot of time. Yes, I went on way too long about we my theories did. for no. uh, Fantastic Beasts. All of us had all of us our, had our thoughts
0: stuff that had nothing to do with Rogue One, which was the subject. Matter. Yeah, exactly.
1: We were <laughs> we were going a little insane. I want to send, set a timer for this one because I know I have a lot to say about this. And I know Joseph does, too. I'm on season four. We're talking Uh, about The Walking Dead. They just had the season premiere on Sunday. And I've got some thoughts about it. I know what happened, though. um, I'm going to put... I'm gonna put seven minutes.
2: Yeah, how spoiler uh, safe do you want to be? Um,
1: I, I I'm gonna say uh, for the next seven minutes, I'm setting my timer, folks. We're gonna we're gonna talk about everything yeah. that happened. Okay, names and totally, and that's Fully. okay with you, because Josh? Uh, yeah. Josh doesn't the watch show. it. I don't, yeah. I don't watch
4: the show, so yeah. right and, and this is the thing. Uh, I I will uh, essentially be piping in on uh, reactions from people I know. Yeah, right, uh, right. So that that's and all cause I cause I you say. work at Nerdist. I work right? at in Nerdist, the, and um. Everybody w- lost their minds. Yeah.
1: And, um, and
0: spoilers don't bother me because like in the grand scheme of things, I, I will still watch The Shining yeah. and yeah. it still really affects me. I know what's going to happen. It still affects it's still, me. Yeah. So, okay. yeah.
1: so um, I, I haven't even talked to Joseph about this. so I don't know what his feelings are, but I'll go ahead and get started. I'm starting. <laughs> She's literally time. setting aside. I, I am. Okay. And it's <laughs> off. Okay. So we had the big Negan episode. I was upset after- I'll say the, he's sexy. That's the, what I know about the show. He's very hot. He is, after the season he is, finale, the- I was very Scott. disappointed in, in the season six finale because it was almost like a who shot JR thing. It's yep. like, come on, I'm, I'm done with that shit. You guys built up for six months before this season six even started, and then you leave us with um, a cliffhanger, which um, Brian wrote a piece for Geek Girl Authority on that called a Negan, yeah. which I thought was great. <laughs> so we knew- going into this episode, that we were going to lose at least one person. So we were ready for that. But to me, what happened is um, I was anxious all day. I mean, I'm, I was just going out of my mind. And, and then when I watched the episode, it was it was brutal. It was, um, it was hard to watch. It was stressful. But when I was done, it turned into torture porn for me. Okay. And I thought the storytelling was lost and being overshadowed. And Greg Nicotero is a genius. He's an amazing makeup artist. He's been working for, 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 for decades and decades, and I think he's a good director too. But showing a brainstem and a bludgeoned head seemed to overshadow the, the, the rest of, of the episode and the fact that I was losing a member of my family because that's how I look at Walking Dead. They've become a family, a tribe that I've followed that's full of archetypes. Yeah. You saw uh, a full-on for- brainstem? Yeah, I mean, you, you, it, saw it some, you saw you yeah. saw a lot
2: of a decent amount of brain gore. It, but,
1: it, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I
2: mean, I think the full on shot of, yeah. one of the the character's like damaged face after being hit was even worse with the yes. baseball bat. But so is that is that?
1: Um, that's one of. Them. I can go on. <laughs> I'm going to just start with that. Um, that I feel like that was more important than the story. Hmm. That was supposed to be told that night. What did you think of the wait, I, have, I have
2: two points in response. Okay. I liked it much more than everybody else. I like mm-hmm. the show much more than everybody else. I feel like the internet is full of people patting themselves on the back because wanting to say, hey, I quit watching it in season two, or, oh, do people still watch that? It's mm-hmm. a really weird show. In you know, it is the most popular show on television, right. yet everybody is very vocal about not watching it, right. about hating it. So I already have that baggage. Mm-hmm. I feel like the this actual episode I think they constructed well to be from Rick's perspective. And I think what the creators said on like the talking dead is valid of this is an unstoppable character whose belief is I can be more violent. I can be more determined than anyone. Rick Mm -hmm. Grimes. So you do have to break him down. And I did like that the episode was entirely from his perspective, which I think validated the way that they showed it, that it had to be that awful for us to believe that Rick Grimes would back down so it didn't feel like torture porn to me Mm -hmm. and then the other point that i wanted to make is i feel like this is a thing of we are bringing it on ourselves a little bit in that that cliffhanger that was who's going to die and Mm -hmm. then the fact that we didn't find out who was going to die in the actual episode until 20 minutes in is partially because we want to guess everything yeah we have to take responsibility for the fact are
1: people mad at that that we had to wait 20 minutes i thought the opening was brilliant I thought the opening
2: was great, but people were super pissed about it. Okay, I didn't see that.
1: No, no. I thought the opening was because it starts with— because everything is more horrendous through someone's reaction. Mm -hmm. You know? And so the deaths had just happened, and we see Rick's face, and you see a whole scene with Negan. And I thought that was brilliant because we still didn't know, and we're hurting, you know, and and we're guessing. Like, I knew. I was like, Carl's not dead because he would be out of his mind if it was Carl.
0: I'm on season four, and I wish freaking Carl would die.
1: Carl, um, God, um, I was hoping. And the whole after the the, the it's deaths, Wesley and
2: Adric all over again. Give Carl a break. Uh,
1: now after gonna, the death, fifteen
2: years from now, everybody's gonna love him.
1: Nope, nope. <clears throat> after the deaths of uh, Abraham and Glenn, um, it, when when you can he, say it, I I say Abraham like, and Glenn. I'm I'm just. trying it felt to, like it felt yeah. like you were like. Well, I'm trying know, to think want, of my next it. sentence, Claudia. <laughs> um.
3: Wh- <laughs> when he takes him, when, to, when to Negan takes was,
1: Rick on a ride, you know, to, yeah. um, and, and like you said, breaking him. Right. I thought that was incredibly I effective. think about what
2: has happened and what could happen. You know, I think that was
1: really well written. I think, you know, like I said, it's my, like a tribe, a family that you've been following it. And I love that part of Walking Dead. And I'm definitely not one of those people who said, "Why well, stop watching in season two. Yeah. I, I, and I hate that because I have a lot of those friends too. And. I actually thought last season was very interesting because Rick almost felt invincible. You know, yeah. he, he's gotten to a point where he's been a leader for so long that he feels he can do it and we're going to go in and we're going to kill these people and we're going to do this and this and this. So to break him was incredible to watch. Now that is conflict. That is drama. That is good acting. I love that. Yeah. And, and what he, you know, with with Carl all the way into the last minute, I actually thought he was going to, lose the hand I yeah. fell for it hook line and sinker there is just that one part of the violence that you know what I can ex- I accept the walker violence because they're dead and I expect it to be super gross because there's always that thing like in the talking dead where they have the homage the to the walkers memoriam, who died yeah. in memoriam so and we <clears throat> expect their body parts to stretch and stuff like that but I just is it a shot shot of Glenn? Know, I, you know what that bothered my husband Brian what bothered me a little more was just seeing the headless corpses with um, mounds of brain and head all around. Yeah. You know, like I think That sounds cool. I, I can't really I think that can be still be effective like I said watching someone's reaction is and, and seeing Daryl and Maggie god damn it, Maggie and, and yeah. Michonne, seeing what they're going through actually is what gets me the worst. I just thought, I did think it was a little too torture Yeah, may, Saying that, I'm not going to stop watching it. <laughs> of
3: course, you're not yeah, going
1: to stop watching it. There's so, no way I'm not going to stop uh, watching it. I don't,
2: yeah. Yeah, so two quick things. I thought that they they walked the line fairly well mm-hmm. of they have a large audience to appease. And I think that they showed us the the splattered brains just mm-hmm. enough so that they weren't going to get uh, problems from people saying like, oh, you wussed out and you didn't show any gore. I, for me, they showed it just enough to remind us that like this for real happened to yeah. these characters. Yeah. And in this moment, there's nothing that these characters can do about it. And I think uh-huh. that that was a part of it that was like good drama to me of the characters were, like you said, going in this direction of we're starting to believe we can do anything. We yeah. can, and then yeah. uh, the world makes a U-turn and you can't do anything.
1: I know but that's I my timer I want to
0: say something though having not seen this episode and I'm behind I'm only on season 4 and that's strictly because I don't have regular cable anymore and so I'm I whatever happens on Netflix is what happens. And uh but I am somebody who um I love horror movies. I love horror. I even like things like you know some people don't like the Saw or Hostel movies. I really enjoy the oh, Saw I, movies. I can't do them. I can't do them. Um Well, the Saw movies, I mean, you know, it's the same sort of thing. Like, some people say it's a torture porn kind of a thing. But there is a a storyline, and there is stuff behind it. Hostile is a little different thing, I think. But, you know, um, I do enjoy things like that. That being said, I'm a big fan of The Walking Dead, even when my boyfriend has not been so on board, because he gets (laughs) bored very quickly. And so if it's, like, too real life, he's like, okay, I'm over it. But then he's back in, because they always hook you back in. Um, I sort of feel like this This is a story being told if you were living in a world where this was actually happening. So, do you think, like, you know, this is just part of it? This is just like part of it's, yeah, you know, like, for me, this, is, yeah. this, is what's, this is what really could happen that's when you're in this? I feel like that torture porn is it yeah. felt,
2: felt like this is in line with the stakes of the characters. And there's right. nothing that's there just to like titillate or go, oh man, I didn't think right. they'd do that. It's, it all
1: affects the. Well, characters. one thing I, I actually disagree in a sense because uh, one thing I hate about torch—it's just not my thing. Uh, Torch porn is that it can happen. It's always set set in a modern setting. You know, some kids get into the hostile thing or saw some people. But you know the, but, but that's but, but that that's based real
0: life stories. Though. I know,
1: which makes it worse. Yeah, which makes it worse for harder for me to handle. When I'm watching Game of Thrones, at least you know there's that escapism part. There is no Westeros. You know, and yeah, this is a walker apocalypse, apocalypse the zombie apocalypse but but these are um we you know but i we we have around the time i did want to get one more thought um oh you were going to say something josh yeah, i'm I, sorry i was going to say two things first yes.
4: i want to say that uh, i stopped watching the show uh well before the first season started
1: it. <laughs> but like i
4: said
3: uh, he no. was,
4: you were
1: you were prescient like paul atreides from dune exactly <laughs> like wild <laughs> deep
4: uh yeah my eyes were blue within I blue <laughs> <laughs> the sleeper awoke, uh, <laughs> but uh, the people at my office, of course, lost their shit.
1: Oh, that's right. So, um, I, what are they thinking?
4: Th- okay, so this is my thing. Like, I, I didn't really get into the. I have to reset my timer. Yeah, because yeah. I have one
1: reset. more thing to say. Yeah. Come fine. on, <laughs> just reset the timer. This is going to be an it's hour it's and a half. Right, right. so right. right. we can talk about the like this. So. I, I tried. I tried. You but did a, a, a lot. Of,
4: I, and again, this is what I was able to assimilate based on uh, not assimilate, assemble or. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I, I merged with the technology. <laughs> uh, no, I'm so sorry. Uh, is what I was able to assemble based on what people were saying, um, <clears throat> and that is uh, a- apparently uh, in at the end of the season. Uh, whoever had the big bat with the spikes on it, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yep,
3: Negan. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean.
4: Jimmy Dean.
2: Jimmy Dean. Negan.
4: He said, "Anybody who gets up to help is also going to die." Right. Yeah. Um, and then somebody in this episode got up to help, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, he didn't kill him. Is that right?
1: Oh, he didn't. But what he did is he he gave He's, everybody a bigger whammy by killing, um, making that guy responsible for someone else's death.
4: Right, I, I get it. Yeah, but again, having said that, you know,
1: so people are getting down with that very sp- yes. specific. So
4: that's mm. my question. Is do you think people's outrage at this episode has something to do with the storytelling letting them down? That ha- ha- having a character sort of give I up on I think that's a little too no.
1: precious. That 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 and reasoning. If they had murdered
2: the character who stood up. Th- the show would be
1: over. The show would be done. There would ah. be a revolt if they killed Daryl. D- that people you know daryl's important daryl is like you know it's like killing rick you can't k- kill rick and you when can't daryl kill walked Darryl. out for
2: talking dead the live one at the mm-hmm. hollywood cemetery you could hear the audience literally have orgasms everybody i mean he
0: is I mean, beyond a sex symbol. single He's one of the highest paid people I, to, at conventions right yeah, now you know um
1: i watched the talking dead special as well joseph and everyone got a really nice amount of applause but daryl walks out with a glass of. Wine in his hand, and people did. People became pregnant.
2: And he got at that he got moment. moans like yeah, like yeah. the Beatles and Frank Sinatra had, it, it, you know, it, it become one saying, like just like also, the most popular sex thing ever. Yeah,
1: and I think with um, <laughs> with um, Negan saying that and then choosing to kill somebody else, it's kind of like Negan is always looking and addressing the current situation. Okay, and like and so when Daryl got up and punched him, I think he kind of took. You know, I will. I t- I accept the fact that he took stock and said, "Oh, I can tell who this guy is. I'm going to make it worse by killing somebody else because of him."
4: All right, that's bad. again. That, yeah, I haven't seen the show, so yeah, it was, it was a legit question. Yeah. I, I really don't know. Like, uh, I think
2: it's. I think there's a. It, I think it was upsetting, no matter what, on yeah. some level. If you're being super emotional, if you're being super analytical, it was upsetting. So I think you're going to find a place if you're a fan to something to be upset about right, somehow. Right, right.
1: Um, and one more, more, or do you, let me, I'll, I'll make this, point. I'll give you the last okay. word, uh, uh, Joseph. Um, one thing, like I do, I am worried about the the, the storytelling kind of like, um, I think it's a very well-written show, but I just, the focus, you know, the 15 minutes of focus on, on just that makeup and gore was a little too much to me. But I had somebody, um, one of our mutual, Mike McCafferty's friend, mm-hmm. um, said something interesting where it wasn't that that is turning her off the show. What's turning her off the show is she can't take it mentally ah. anymore. She's too stressed out. It was too much because for this her is real life. Like, yeah. because this could really happen. Yeah. Like if it you
0: were was in too situation. much for her
1: emotionally to watch that episode, to lose those people. That's and how to I feel about it, Sex in the City. Yeah. <laughs> don't.
2: Please don't. That MacBook's right going to break. Yeah. That she's typing on. That's not going to last. That's going to fall apart.
1: Do you have any last words on that, oh my Joseph?
2: God. Yeah. So, my, my last thought, which I, you and I had talked about, because I basically binge watched most of The Walking Dead, which is part of the reason that I have more yes, patience for you, it, it just last basically year. Basically,
1: in the last year, right? In the last yeah.
2: year. I caught up, uh, started watching it live during the back half of the previous season and mm-hmm. watched this show live. And I, it was great to talk to you because you were one of the people who was still positive about yes, it. Yes. And I, I have reflected more about why I continue to be positive about it. Uh, and uh, to me, uh, I agree with the, that it's a soap opera. And I don't find it repetitive that they keep having incredibly horrible things happen where they think, let's just live in the blood and the horror and let's kill because we're efficient and that's the best way for us to survive. And then time and time again, they get a little bit of a glimmer of like, what if we showered? What if we felt safe? Mm -hmm. What if we made relationships? What if everything was okay? And then something, sometimes in their control, sometimes out of it, drags Mm -hmm. them back down to the horror. So they keep having this decision to like, do I live in this horrible place or do I fight for lightness and civilization? And that speaks to me, and no matter how many times they do that cycle, the, they're very good at telling that tale and making that very human. And that's
1: human. a very, see, that's and, a very human tale. That's why it works. You know, that conflict, that, that inner conflict of, you're, you're absolutely right, when they're at the prison, when at, at Alexandria, there's been so many, when they're at Herschel's ranch, there's so many things We're like, we're getting into a groove. And of course, in this world, Shit's still gonna happen. And that I am fine with because it yeah. make the, the writers are so good they 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 uh, make it work. Yeah. They make it work. And it. I
2: feel and I, I can absorb some of the absolute horror of this new episode a little bit because I feel like it is going to legitimately push the characters in new and different ways to, to say, can we can we be happy yeah. again and how yeah. to do that?
1: Yeah. And also I think it's gonna be fascinating to see, you know, he he broke the unbreakable, he broke Rick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be fascinating to see that. And what's even more fascinating, Joseph, is that there's going to be a tiger.
2: I know. There's going to
1: be King Ezekiel and there's going to be a tiger.
2: And I did karaoke with King Ezekiel at Convergence this summer. You this did? Is a whole other thing. I yeah. think
1: we should end on that. That's yeah. a very happy note. You know. <laughs> no, no, I think no. that's a very, very, very happy note that you did What did, did he karaoke. sing? Uh,
2: he was actually running it. Uh, uh, yes.
4: So he's like a karaoke DJ?
1: Wait, he yeah, was with running? a tiger. Oh, my God. So, it's, it's a whole thing. Right you have to go ahead and go to the bathroom. Well, then I'll ask him one more thing: drinks about uh, the. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm not asking. Oh, I thought you were asking if I wanted a drink. No, that's not yours. Okay. Golly.
4: <laughs> it was me. I drank mine already because I am an alcoholic.
1: <laughs> um, be careful of Scout because he. Uh, Brian has texted me saying he's being very obsessed. Unless I physically hold on to him, he will keep coming to the door. So watch out. Um, the most important question, um. Joseph is. Do you think I'm a whiner?
2: Do, do I think you're a whiner?
1: Like I was whining too much? No, not at because all. Because people are like being really aggressive online and saying you're a whiner. It's just a show toward you. No, no, I haven't. I haven't said my feelings on the on the show on on, on social media at all. But I've been reading yeah. other people's. I stuff. think you're
2: articulating uh, yourself well, and I know you, and I know that you are having an honest emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. You are not just saying this show is stupid. Anybody who likes it is dumb or that they did a bad job. You were saying, I didn't like, I don't, this affected me in a way that was not just good entertainment. Right. It it took me away from the emotion of entertainment to just actually feeling unpleasant, which is that, that's the line, that's the challenge, right? When you want to tell a really dark and grim story Mm -hmm. of at some point it still has to be enjoyable.
1: Absolutely. And for some people,
2: The Walking Dead isn't enjoyable anymore.
1: And I, I, I get that, you know, like, like my one friend, like the, the comment she made is she doesn't want to stop watching it. She just, uh, what she felt after the show being so upset, she's just like, I can't put my, my yeah. dog is destroying the room. No, it's uh, great. It's, myself- We're talking
2: about a story about a loss of civilization and two people and a dog have left us.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've, 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 we've completely, completely lost them. Um, um oh my goodness. I had a, I, I was going to bring up another point about, um. The Walking Dead and Scout made it uh, leave my head. All right, uh, would you ever watch Walking Dead, Josh? Or are you just not interested at all? You know,
4: I I read the first few comics and I didn't like them, uh, and so right,
1: right.
4: Here's I, I, I'm just not interested at this point. Got I've it. heard enough about it. I, well, and there's
1: you know we're this is starting season seven, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, so that's it's how, too I mean, much. I it it would take up too much of my life to try and catch up for a show that. Apparently, not many people love something. It's it's, it's a great like moneymaker man. Yeah, it's a huge, yeah. And, and again, their fans are diehard fans. And 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 jo- Joseph it is up. right. It, it is the big show on television. It's the one everybody's talking about. It, it's the, the the show that spawned a show about talking about the show. So it did. And there's yeah. so
1: many of those.
3: Yeah, I, I now, think That kind of started all of so this. Many.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um. So when so the first death is Abraham, right. and I. That was actually my guess was Abraham. Mine too. Um, you know, just because um he said that I think he Negan had said something in the the, the season finale. But when he killed Abraham, I thought to myself, Abraham was ready for it. He wanted it. The he only thing he wanted to take the hit for the team. He, yeah, he wanted to. You know, the only thing that would keep him back is is um God, what's her name? Uh, Sasha? Yeah. And, and um what do you call uh but I think, you know, the suck my nuts and he was ready to go. Defiant. So when he died, I was like, it's too easy. Did you have an inkling that that was too easy? Somebody else, that, that's not going to break enough hearts because we knew Abraham, we're going to miss him. But I knew Abraham was was ready to go.
2: No, I, I was successfully tricked. You were? Because I was so invested and they were doing a good job of telling it from Rick's perspective. Right. And I know from an audience perspective we had all gamed it out and we had figured out yeah. abraham was the most likely target and mm-hmm. maybe we were relieved as an audience because we had also accepted that abraham right. is okay with it uh-huh. uh sure. and i was so invested in from rick's perspective though that's still unacceptable yeah he threatened all of the people oh, he absolutely. loved and he did that to somebody that rick vowed to yeah. to protect and, and be a brother to mm-hmm. so from rick's pers- perspective that was still everything that had happened was still unacceptable yeah and then when they took it to glenn that's that that, yeah. that worked for me in both yeah. an audience yeah. level because that is what was truly
3: upsetting. Well, I think for you know, the
2: audience, and he's, he's uh, the architect, and upsetting for yeah. Rick too, and yeah. more upsetting than than Abraham.
1: You, Glenn, and the thing is, in the back of our head, we knew that was a possibility because of what happened in the graphic novels and everything with Glenn going, but um, it, we didn't want it to happen. And you know, Glenn represents love, um, being unselfish, yeah, and and heart. You know, and so that's going to be interesting to see how the, the 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 family rebuilds from that because he was that marker for everyone. So, R.I.P. Glenn <laughs> and Abraham. Let's move on. <laughs> Our seven minutes went into yeah. twenty. I failed. We have five yeah. minutes
4: left. I held the you. fail. <laughs> I know, but well, it was to, a good time. To be, to be fair to you, you did set a timer.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, but when it went off, Claudia went like this. She she uh, started well, circling I her to hands yeah. too. Yeah. yeah,
0: like even yeah.
4: though. So we're, 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 you know, part of this, this whole podcast is booze. I just want to point out that uh, I got poured a drink. Is um, it strong? I don't think I've ever had a drink this strong.
3: Claudia, yeah. it's yeah. what you it had
0: before. It just doesn't have ice in it. It doesn't have an ice in
4: it. Is this more of your whiskey? I know. It is absolutely.
2: I was like told it. I couldn't have a second glass. Here, I'll
4: pour <laughs> Here. you some of that. All right, I'll take some of that. Yeah, he needs a. He answer, he, no, it's fine, it's fine. This is the kind of drink they pour in New Orleans because they want you to die
0: <laughs> it's less than what i poured you before it mind you be. it, it absolutely is because there wasn't that much left and there's no ice in it that's the only difference
4: <laughs> maybe it's just because it's warm
1: <laughs> all right let's move on to our topic <laughs> so our topic we were trying claudia and i have done i think it was three shows in a row where we did fun nerdy genre stuff so we're going back to our roots and star yeah. trek in this one we're going to talk about our favorite um holodeck episodes. And when we were thinking about it, um, you know, my brain just went crazy because I can think of, you know, my favorite Voyager holodeck episodes and Deep Space Nine. I mean, Captain Katica, um, in, in or Kataka and Voyager was absolutely fantastic. So we decided, let's keep it to next gen, where the holodeck started. I was going the, birth. the rails too,
3: like
0: movies yeah. and like- TNG, exactly OG, this. yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, we, we, we kept it to where the birth of the holodeck happened. Um, Next Generation. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about our favorite holodeck episodes on Star Trek: The Next Generation. For does the en- nice Fifteen minutes for the minutes. Ne- <laughs> um, does anyone e- want to start, or I-, I mean, I can start, or does uh, anyone?
4: Yeah, I can start. Go for it. Do it. For uh, me. Because I only have one. I have uh, the one that I remember as a kid, and the one that s- sticks to memory uh, because it brought up so many questions for me. Mm-hmm. Um, which is. <laughs> And, and uh, we're all sort of looking at the door right now because Scout is Scout. breathing very heavily. He's on panting. My,
1: he, yeah, but on my headphones, I can't hear the pounce, panting. So I think um, people are just going to think we're talking about that. They were just dog. worried about him. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. seems a little stressed. Just, <laughs> yeah. just so you know. He's anxious. It's as if
4: the, their beautiful brown dog was a serial killer. Like a Resident Evil. Lurking somewhere. <laughs>
1: um Doberman. I, Would you guys I, mind if I let him in? Oh, no. Okay, no, no, cool. I've
2: got my booze I, high I'm, and my nuts covered. I'm ready to all go. All
1: right, so uh, Josh, keep going.
4: <laughs> I, um, oh, I remember the episode <laughs> like where um, Jordy and Data go in uh, to, I, I suppose, live out a Sherlock Holmes fantasy.
1: Oh, elementary, dear Data. Yes. Yes.
4: And uh, Data but is such a fan of Sherlock Holmes that he's yeah. already sort of downloaded every single uh he's
1: talking
0: like this book
4: uh he knows all of the answers and so jordy just sort of reprograms the holodeck to uh create a villain that could possibly defeat data
1: yes because data goes in and he solves the sherlock holmes case in like a minute and disappoints everybody because he's so quick. And then yeah. Pulaski yeah. gets involved and says... No, Pulaski. And then, then he defeats Pulaski as well. So, Pulaski.
4: In essence, this is like the the birth of a fully, like... <laughs> I can't win. So, should I pause? You it? guys aren't no, hearing no, no, this no. right now.
3: Right. <laughs> Keep going. I can so I can it's the
4: pause of a uh, 3D holographic AI... Being a, a it, it births Moriarty who yes. is now a living being who, yes, has the, the power to defeat data, but more than that, yeah, um, has um, real thoughts and feelings. And he is,
0: became iconic, yes, to that he, show. He's exactly. one of the best uh, Star Trek yeah. villains, absolutely.
4: That, that, that and and I,
1: about.
4: here's the thing this is why it's my favorite episode because even as a kid, I went, That's what
1: they're doing in a holodeck,
4: yeah. <laughs> is playing. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes games? Uh, Holmes, he
2: ejaculated.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's the yeah, you know, actual that's
2: a text from the. Yeah, <laughs> that is the actual text from Sir Arthur Gat and yeah. Doyle, uh, but also sex.
1: So Moriarty, um, he catches on to that something's going on, you know, and that he's in, he doesn't know exactly that he's in some kind of program, but he kind of realizes. Right something's going on. And, and
4: he, he eventually, and again, it's been such a long time since I've seen it, but this is that thing where he's like, he realizes there's something bigger and more important than yes. himself. There's yes. something out there that he wants to know because yes. he has the intelligence and the emotion now. That's what he wants. And mm-hmm. so it, it creates havoc on the ship. But more than that, it's like the birth of an entirely different sort of organism. And to me, that's the other fascinating thing is that, that it's not even... Um, AI. It's more than AI. It's, mm-hmm. it's really a, the the birth of a being. It's so. a
1: birth of a. Oh my goodness, <laughs> my dog is driving me crazy. He is
0: on alert. Yeah,
4: he's he's doing a dog yeah, thing right now. He's, he's fine. He's, he's really dogging he's it, it up. Right. I could just had scratch had his butt yeah, and if see if he doesn't his do butt, anything.
1: He'll be fine. Look at him, like yeah. Look at his eyes. Well, that, uh, mm? do you remember um, that the the second part of that episode that came in later on called Ship in a Bottle? Where Moriarty comes back, I mm-hmm. do. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Did any of you that guys have that
4: or,
2: I, on yours? Yeah. that one is foggy in my mind, but I had it had that one on my list just because it involves Barclay so much. Yeah, and oh, I love yeah. Barclay as he, the uh, flawed human and presence, on. and I love how befuddled it, that it's his fault and that he's the one who's really left holding the bag with all of these deep moral questions that uh-huh. Josh is talking about is, it's, yeah. it's yeah. Barclay it's not to be like what is humanity how does it work exactly. and just like <laughs> F off Barclay your problem yeah. it, it, actually both those, they call them broccoli that's not
1: cool that's not um, in, actually in,
3: both in, of in
0: those
3: California. both of those
1: episodes um, <laughs> uh, uh, posed that question because at the end of elementary deer data I mean it really is just one word that Jordy changed in the program that set off this whole thing, which made yeah. him question one word can change yeah. time, you know, can change the course, course of history. And then with, um, ship in a bottle, Barkley's the one that gets the problem started. Yeah. You know, he's the yep. one that, that brings the program back online to bring Moriarty back online. Who's been scheming all this time. And at the end, he does have that, that, uh, thing because, um, if you guys remember at the end of ship in a bottle, they it's it's like a um almost like a play within a play within a play within a play. Right. They finally deceive Moriarty because he's deceiving them, making them think that they're on the enterprise, but they're actually all in a hologram. And Barclay's the one that figures that out. And um
3: Good for Barclay.
1: Oh. Yeah. Um oh, or data. oh, oh scout. <laughs> and then um spilled one your so. Okay, okay. That's okay if you spilled one on soap, I'll get it later. And then um he they're they're able to get Moriarty. <laughs> And the countess into that cube, right? Into that memory cube. So they're living out their adventures in a small cube. And they make a comment at the end. Wow, what if what if we're all what if we're in somebody else's cube, living out our universe? And so the episode kind of ends with Barkley like alone, looking around (laughs) and saying, End program? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I loved I loved the 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 Moriarty episodes. Joseph, what what's one that you have?
2: Uh, the I think my main one is one one zero zero one zero zero one. I had to write it down. Oh, is, Claudia, um, is that yours? Do you need yes. to let it out? Then you we choose, can talk about it together.
1: You okay, guys talk right. about this one because I think this one's kind of silly, but go for it. It's kind of <laughs> silly,
2: but it's the, for me. It was when I saw it. It that was that the first it was time. Incredibly yeah, incredibly. Yes. It yeah. wasn't. It, I mean, it was the idea of the holodeck, but it was also that idea of. Was bef- if, if unfortunately like myself, you were old enough to have watched it as it aired. It was, I did. it, yeah. uh, uh, it it's was not
0: unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a. But good neither of
2: us are in space, Claudia. Um, <laughs>
0: oh, Kate Rubens. Uh,
2: I'm not a woman in space yet. God
0: damn
2: it! Uh, the the yes. woman who played Minuet, the yes. woman, the my the drink
0: is named
2: after AI yes. woman that Riker falls in love yes. with looked ex- like the adult woman version of the girl that I had a crush on. At school, oh, and, and who did not had, like me, so there was that emotional <laughs> oh, level. See, of, and I
0: loved it because she looked, she had brown hair like me. Like there were very few characters I could watch on television, and I would always try to like relate to somebody somehow. I'm like, oh, she has brown hair. I have brown hair, and I like Riker. So yeah, you were, and it was before
2: Riker. we knew that Riker, Riker was so, going to okay. fall in love with. A load of dust if he thought it was sentient.
1: Yeah. Like, absolutely.
2: He was going to fall in love with anything. This is the first time. He says in this
1: episode, he says, Do you, I I don't know if this is verbatim, but he does say, Do you want to see my bone? Yeah, he does. No, he does. (laughs) His trombone. But he plays the trombone people. Come on. He plays the
0: trombone. Obviously,
4: the coolest instrument. Yeah.
0: (laughs) My (laughs) father played the trombone. So it was kind of cool in my household. (laughs) Did he say to your mother, Do you want to see my bone? (laughs) <laughs> Probably at some point Ow! unwittingly, not thinking it was like a sexual or anything because <laughs> oh that's something God. that he would do.
2: It would be oh. better if he said, "Do you want to see my trom just be <laughs> gross and some kind of like <laughs> you know my science fiction penis, my trom <laughs> whatever that is uh no I, I the the just the essential question of of how you would use something like the holodeck, I think everybody's mind goes to at some point like. Well, in real life, when we invent things, we figure out immediately how they relate to sex. Obviously, the holodeck has some relationship to sex. Mm. And then this episode handles it relatively well of it being a little bit more like, well, here's this horn dog with a bone in uh, <laughs> his issue is more like <laughs> she is becoming more than a program, and I think yeah. uh, you know I'm falling in I, love with her. I, I, I,
0: yeah, and it was also for, a distraction, like it was the specific the,
1: the binars yeah. or the binars, yeah,
0: binaries, yeah, yeah. but They call them binaries. yeah,
1: because um, they only spoken binary, yeah. like, like um, said, you know. but
0: it, you know, yeah, was a, a a distraction for for that, you know, which is also another level, of- yeah.
1: And I think uh, like, I mean, like, like Joseph said, I think um, the coolest part to me of that episode is the first time you're like,
3: what?
1: Well, that I felt that way about so the very
0: cool. first episode. Like, I mean, the pilot episode had them, you know, traipsing through the holodeck. You meet Riker and, right. and Data. Mm-hmm. Wesley and, gets sweat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: But and, he doesn't have a bone. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: At that point, no, he always had a bone. Okay,
3: stop
0: <laughs> it. But that, that, no, but that first pilot episode, like I even remember that going, oh, this is this is so fucking cool. This yeah. is really cool. I didn't say fucking. I was like nine, but I was like <laughs> this is amazing like that, there is this sort of other world I loved can... that episode. Yeah. It, it's one
4: With of the
3: Minuet. Uh, I don't know, Farscape it, yeah, the, or, the, Farpoint. or Farpoint.
4: Farpoint. The very first Yeah. the, the pilot episode. Does have the cheesiest line, it has and the cheesiest it's the thing you're talking about. Um, it, it's uh, Data's. There aren't they hopping along like stones yeah. over water, right. and yes. and uh, it's Riker and Data, uh-huh. and uh, Riker is sort of fascinated by Data because it, he's an android. He's yeah. asking him all these questions, and and then um, he asks him something where that. Causes Data to respond that, like, all he wants to be is a real person. Yes. And then (laughs) Riker calls him Pinocchio. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I still, to this day, that whole scene really bothers me.
1: Why is it so on
4: the nose? It's so on the nose. It's
1: (laughs) it's, Pinocchio's
0: nose. As a kid watching it, I thought it was the coolest thing. I was like, oh, this show is going to be so cool. And so in my head, it still is like. If you
4: think about like, hundreds of years from now, that there's, like, a sentient android who's really trying to figure out how to be human, and you've got Well, some, it's very condescending to say. Yeah, <laughs> but, but also, the reference. Think of the reference. Like, 300 years from now, does Pinocchio make any sense? 500 years from now. Well, Pin- yeah, Pinocchio was a liar. Yeah, Pinocchio is a liar, and he's a, a wooden marionette that lost his strings. But
1: he's also trying to be human. He's
4: also yeah. trying to be human. So... The, to me, that was the one really sort of transparent uh, early human writing about the future.
2: It'd be so great if they went back into shows like Star Trek The Next Generation and overdubbed more modern cultural references. Like, exactly. you're trying to learn your, your own humanity. You mean like Rick Grimes or Walter White?
4: Yes, of course. Uh, oh, is that so? Lawnmower Man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I'll I'll go next. Um, I think one of the first um, episodes where they used the holodeck as for the full episode yeah. was was the big goodbye.
3: Yeah, you know. And yes. then
1: I also read somewhere that anytime Star Trek like goes back in time or does something on the holodeck, the the places that are used the most or the themes that are used the most are Western and mobsters. Cool or, lists, or like before, cool it is. Yeah, they they, right. they, they use those. And I, oh gosh, I wish I had written it down. It, it named how many times between all the series yeah. Easy action, that they sure. that they actually do that. That was that was fun, and that was the first time where which led to this happening almost in every terrible thing that happens on on the the holodeck. That there's a power surge and safety protocols are off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which see which is the conceit of every. Thing that goes wrong on the holodeck there's a power surge safety protocol we're yeah. off yeah you know but what you had there was um you know the actors on the show getting to be different characters you had picard in his you know happy. and you could and see, see him and
0: beverly like yeah. flirting it out which i loved
1: exactly <laughs> and there's also this like um and the thing is is it wasn't it was purely a mistake in uh the holodeck it wasn't a sentient being coming to life like an mm-hmm. emergence. It wasn't an alien or the binaries like yeah. in, in, in Minuet. It was really just a problem. There was um, something at stake outside the holodeck where they were trying to negotiate a peace treaty or some, something with somebody. But I thought we got to see um, um, some really good acting in that one. And aside from it being the first time we saw the safety protocols thing, it was also the first time where we saw holodeck characters walk out of the holodeck and disintegrate. Yeah. 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 You know, which was like, oh, okay, so nothing can yeah. live outside yep. those those sensors. So I thought that was like um the groundbreaking one of what can be yeah. done in there. Well in the
2: big goodbye and the one one zero zero blah blah, blah blah blah. We're really close to each other, which I think was yeah. cool to be like that is the normal human reaction is hey, yeah. there's a new product that we really want. Will it hurt me? Can I have sex with it? Exactly. Those are the two questions we usually what... <laughs> have about anything we invent.
4: Yep.
1: That's true. That is very true.
0: So what will you do with the holiday now?
1: That's a question for the end, I have. Oh, god damn it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's All my right. question that we're gonna no, I'm we're gonna ask everyone. So you do you have another one? I know Joseph took the zero one zero. No, my other
0: one
3: was the big goodbye. Okay. Um well how about...
1: you know, I was thinking, I was like, okay, I'm gonna pick a weird one just because I remember like being really drawn into the stakes on this one. Do you guys remember this one called Homeward where we meet. Worf's human brother in the holodeck? okay so this is what happened it's not a full episode in the holodeck so um, his brother is on a planet uh, Boral 2 okay and um, Boral? B-O-R-A-A-L I may be pronouncing it wrong. I, I just want all everyone listening to know I want everyone to listen to know that three people just laughed at me and I felt like I was in high
3: school.
2: Yeah. It it could I'm be not going your pronunciation. It would just be like horrible bore for a all. show that is accused of being boring sometimes to have a panic call. Bore Boral. That's what I was laughing at not your pronunciation. I'm going to
4: go ahead and say that I wish this is what high school was
3: like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, right? oh my God.
0: Really?
1: It would have been so, so much better. It could have been <laughs> Boral or bore I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. That was our so, biggest gripe. His his brother's <laughs> like great. um now there's a plane flying over. Airplane. Um oh, his brother's like on this planet that has not reached um uh it's primitive. Okay. Okay, and so he's like an anthrop- I forget if he's an anthropologist or something studying it, right? And an extinction event is happening, right? So the enterprise goes to get him saying you have to you have to come with us and he doesn't want to leave and they um we've got to save these people. Prime directive: We can't interfere, and um, and and Worf's brothers all mad. So they get him on the ship, and all of a sudden there's an energy surge, and uh, or there's an energy drain. But what they what happened is Worf's brother, um, do I Nikolai, um, had gone in and programmed their holodeck, and secretly I don't know how he secretly did this. Somebody would have seen, but you know, willing suspension of disbelief. Um, had transported the whole village into the holodeck and then demanded we bring them to a safe planet. And wow. so they were like stuck in this situation where they had to um, go against the prime directive and move them to a planet. And all this stuff happens on the holodeck. Worf um, being angry with his brother and their relationship and then Worf finding out that his brother had knocked up one of the vill-
3: primitive villagers. <laughs> so
1: there's, there's that thing that's going on too, but it was really a big thing about the Prime Directive and all the action happened in, inside the holodeck.
4: Well, isn't the beauty of the
1: Prime Directive is that it's fluid? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh I suppose so.
1: I suppose so. Joseph, do you have another one? Uh, yeah, that's... that's my,
2: my only other thought was the, uh, the, the outrageous Okana. Uh, which is the one where uh, it's not a holodeck episode. It just has a holodeck uh, B-plot uh. where Data tries to learn humor from Joe oh, Piscopo. yes, yes,
0: yes. And, Oh, my God.
1: Yes. That is one of the worst episodes, like, holodeck it's, episodes ever.
2: I know, and that's why I like it. <laughs> yeah. The layers of comedy.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, that is fantastic. Of, well,
2: maybe Data's not nailing this because he's learning from Joe Piscopo. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like, oh, come, on, come on, people.
2: Well, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be... I don't want to be too mean to Joe Piscopo, but he is out there saying some crazy shit right now as we speak. That's
1: yes, true. He is. There, there is no. Yes. Um, I, I, oh, oh, sorry. Go no, go for the, it, um, please. I don't know the name of the episode, but it, I
4: just remembered another one that sticks that to memory. Is, is the one, and, and I don't know why, but they, uh, I believe it's data going in, and uh, he's talking to like Earth's greatest geniuses over.
1: Oh, Stephen Hawking. Stephen and oh, they got new. the yeah. real Stephen Hawking. Oh
0: yeah. yeah. no, because it's his favorite show. Yeah. I'm not yeah.
1: Sure. It, yeah. It I don't remember which one that was, but yeah, I do remember that. I, that was pretty cool. It was also like Albert Einstein. And Stephen Hawking was the only one that was still alive and actually played yes. himself.
3: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was cool when they, you know, like what you said with the Episcopal thing, having those like like B plots and, and and stuff it's, like that, and or having to save the ship, like when Jordy. With Dr. Leah Brahms, remember? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they had to solve that one problem. He ends up falling in love with her, which yeah. is great, because then they had to call back uh, episodes later where she, the actual person came on the ship and she would have nothing to do <laughs> yeah. with, um, with, with Jordy. Um, don't
2: fall in love in the holiday.
1: Don't do it. It's just, you know, Don't come work. On.
4: Or do it. Who cares?
1: Nice. Don't fall in love in the chat room. People or are always going to say. What's all the
4: judgment? Yeah,
1: why are we
2: Well, because it always ends in heartbreak.
1: Always. It always it pretty much the always The two does. times the
2: two examples that we just <laughs> talked about do.
1: <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to bring back I'm gonna, I'm going to bring back Minuet which um uh there's another episode where she's that she's in. Yeah. It doesn't take place on the Enterprise's holodeck, but it takes place with the hollow whatever and I thought it was really good where 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 Riker Um, It's called Futures Imperfect, and he's on a planet. Something happens. He wakes up supposedly 16 years later, and he's the captain of the ship. Picard's an admiral, and he's married, and he's had a kid, and he doesn't remember everything, and Crusher's just like, oh, that's normal. It happens with that injury that Mm -hmm. you had. And he has a son named Ethan, and he finally starts to figure it out because his wife's name is Min. So, you know, the person who is playing this trick on him had gone into his memory and knew that he was highly attractive to someone named Minuet. So they made his wife someone named Min. And then later on... Who was a brunette? It was a brunette. And brunettes are prettier. It's just just a fact. And then, um, (laughs) you know, of course, Riker's able to solve the mystery because Tomalak comes on uh, the Romulan and he's able to... Piece it all together, and it turns out to be this alien person that his whole society died, and he was lonely, and he just <laughs> wanted someone to bond with. Lonely. So they Episodes find him in loneliness.
4: loneliness. That's the yeah, the no, truth. yeah, they
1: do.
4: I mean, if you if you look at Q, if you look at the yeah. Wanderer, like loneliness was a major theme in that.
1: You know what, holodeck episode I did not like, which um, everybody loves, is a fistful of datas.
2: Yeah, I feel like oh. I hear that one like referenced and discussed a lot. Yeah, but I don't know if people love it.
1: Um, I always people are like, "Yeah, Brent Spiner." You know, when I was looking uh, around online no, yesterday, yeah, everybody
0: thinks it's like one of the top.
1: Yeah, yeah, it episodes. annoyed not only because it was about Alexander and Worf, which sometimes annoyed me, but <laughs> oh, also, Alexander. but also because I mean, it, I love Brent Spiner, but it was him playing like twenty different characters in Deadwood right you know western again and it was just like and it's oh. full
2: of the word cocksucker. just like yeah, so deadwood
1: <laughs> exactly which is you know i think that's where, that's where they decided to make deadwood is it and he was like swearingen when he played swearingen
3: He <laughs> <it> was <laughs> spinner's house swearingen is, that, is swearingen <laughs> is he in the chain <laughs>
4: remind me alexander was worf's son correct? yes yes um which is funny because alexander has the same effect as um Alex P. Keaton's little brother. That's, that's him.
1: Oh, he's jumping the shark. Was Alex, Alexander jumping the shark? No, that's him.
3: What?
0: what? Same kid? Yeah, it's the same guy.
4: Are you, are you serious?
0: I'm serious.
4: That I didn't know. Yeah. I was just saying, it has the same effect on no. me mentally. I go, that, oh, we're done with it, the show It's now. the
0: same actor, yeah. I oh. did not know that. Yeah, the same kid that he played that Alex P. Keaton That
2: is freaking me out. Is and there, is, uh, his son a, plays I've Carl on The Walking Dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker.
1: But yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> they're related. It, it does They've got cool to be related.
0: That, that is the no, same thing. it's the same guy. Because he and I always thought mentally... that was funny. I thought that was funny. I was like, because I was obsessed with uh, with him and the other job, and I was like, oh my god, now he's like on Star Trek Next Generation. That's crazy. Wow. No, it's the same guy.
1: Well, wow, that is yeah. really weird. That was a yeah. really weird. That's amazing. Circle really weird. What's Close. even weirder
4: is the way you said Star Trek Next Generation. It sounded like Star Trek Masturbation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Star yeah. Trek Masturbation?
4: Menstruation.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I think it's a masturbation. It, you know what? <laughs> well, we have that, Wait too. Wait a minute.
4: It's it all happens. the same. In the it future, happens. it's it's, it's less immature. We have
1: it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so nobody has another one, right? So Because no. I've, I've got Joseph. Do you have more? No, no. We've so talked I, about all mine. I, I'm going to do... do um. One more, just because it it is. I thought another big one was emergence. Do you guys remember the one on the train, the Orient Express? Oh yeah, that was a really good oh, one. Yeah. Where um, they were doing a holiday story or whatever, and uh, things just um, things just started not to go right, and everything. And then they come back out, they talk about it, and Beverly's like, "You should try my Orient Express." program it's really good (laughs) and she said it just like that and and, um so they go back on because they also keep finding these nodes all over the ship it's very you know very strange and they go back on it's the orient express except the passengers on the train are characters from all these other programs and they don't know why they're all so there's like a knight in armor there's somebody from the 40s there's a farmer named Hayseed, the Hayseed, I think they call him, or, or or something like that. And they keep kind of blocking the, enter, like when the enterprise, we need to figure out what's going on in this um, electrical box. I'm sure it's not called an electrical box. It's um, an electrical
4: box. No, you were right. It's an electrical so, box. So like if they someone goes and, that they turn on and off.
1: <laughs> tries to open it, like the conductor will stand in front of them and said, you can't, <laughs> you can't right. open that. So something odd is going on and it turns out they're a, sentient race that is being created from the enterprise and they finally realize that these nodes look right like, yeah look like data's positronic brain i think geordi's the one that that um, realizes that and so and they need a certain chemical that can only or a certain part of uh, matter that can only be found where these two stars are colliding. Like they keep saying there, and I'm saying this wrong, we need to get to Vitrium City and it's because they need Vitrium atoms. And I'm I'm sure someone's going to correct me because I know that's not correct, but it's something like, please correct me. (laughs) You know, so they get there and they decide to let the beings go in space. And someone says to Picard, I forget who it was, why are you letting them go? Should we trust them? Not I mean, what if they come back and are malicious? And he's and Picard says, Oh, so there's a bunch of stuff with the Tempest going on, like in the beginning. Oh, right. Obviously Gate right, right, is, right. you know, doing his Shakespeare and, and, and stuff like they that. Love that stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah. so um Picard says, Well, these beings made themselves from everything in the enterprise, including uh the logs of every single human on board and from our libraries, so if we can't trust ourselves and who we are, how could we, you know, yeah. how can we not trust trust them? And I always thought that was like, oh, you guys got me on that one. Yeah, I very, always expected nice. in
2: when they were doing Star Trek Next Generation movies to possibly come back to that idea. Yeah. This is one of those just like, we shot a really cool plot point out into space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: that one never came back. Like, yeah. other ones came back. That one... That one never came back. And, like, the whole train part was, like, some kind of absurdist mystery with all these characters out of place that I thought. Too much profundity.
4: Too much profundity. (laughs) (laughs) It's way too deep.
1: Okay, here's here's my last question for you guys. If you had the power to create a holodeck in your own house right now, Mm -hmm. we all live in different houses. I would strip my pants off. But I'm saying different. (laughs)
3: Cover Um, myself in oil. First of all, (laughs)
1: with what you have available to you in your house, what room would you make your holodeck and what would be the first program you would you would write? Would you please repeat the question? Okay. (laughs) In your place that you live in, which and you were someone said you can have a holodeck in any one of these rooms. Okay. What room would you make the holodeck and what would be the first program you like? Is it going to be on a beach? Is it going to be a mystery? What would be the first program you do? Okay, Anybody? No? Uh,
2: Yeah, I would. Uh, this sounds like a joke, but it's not. I would put it in my bedroom because in general, we just sleep in the bedroom. We don't hang out in the bedroom. So that uh-huh. means I could spend time, time during the day. That. Or if my yeah. wife wanted to be like, I'm going to do, go do some holodeck business,
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the bedroom <laughs> is ready for that. <laughs> Great. I'll stay out here in the living room. Uh, I think uh, I- instead of doing like, I'm going to put myself in this story. I'm going to try to be Philip Marlowe. I'm going to try to be these characters. Right. I think I would try to play through other life choices so I could work through wow. should I have made different choices. Oh,
4: wow. So essentially oh.
2: therapy. <laughs> yes.
4: But
1: that... <laughs> That yeah, like, be. it would bum
2: me out if I actually just had, like, holodeck therapy. Uh, like, if, if, I wouldn't get, like, just, like, <laughs> I get to sit on a, a digital couch and have, no. But, like, well, just, like, what very- if I, <laughs> like, played the drums in high school, in in early college, and then I stopped doing that so I could do, like, more comedy acting stuff. It's like, well, what if I had continued that? So
1: you're not saying, you're, you're looking at stuff in the past. What if I went down this road? Would you try to use it as a predictive indicator? Like, I have these two jobs offered me on the same day what would happen if i did oh yeah the
2: holodeck could do that if it could have been like
1: well you can program in the possibilities of i guess what could happen
2: yeah 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 and then it would yeah it would get real dicey because i would hope that they're all that kind of just generally the same-ish they're ups and downs it's life dude and then it would be a real bummer to And it would feel validated if some of them were like, yeah, this is terrible. The whole world fell apart because you didn't take that job at Kinko's. And I'd be like,
3: validated.
2: (laughs) But then it it would be terrible if like every other thing I put in was like, yeah, this life is great. You idiot. So yeah, it'd be definitely a Russian roulette with the old
1: holiday. That's fantastic. If I did mine, I think we have like a room in this house that we don't use. It's like a guest room. (laughs) It's where the kitty litter litter box is, <laughs> so, so nobody uses it, and so I'm sure there's some kind of smell control in a holodeck. So I'd put it in there, and I think <laughs> my program. Well, I would like to just sit on a beach for the rest of my life. I mean, I know that sounds really kind of like whatever, but seriously, so I love peaceful. warm water and being on the on the beach. But I also think it would be full of people that like believed everything. Not not like in a Twilight Zone believed everything I I said. Just like. Somehow everything they thought I said was super clever.
2: (laughs) 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 Do you want them to laugh in a fake way? Because that didn't work out for Data in the Joe Piscopo episode. That's true.
1: That's true. I mean, there's Data's not
0: likable in that. I
1: don't think that. That's a very good question. So you would want
2: to just program really well, so it was believable, positive reactions,
1: believable, positive. Positive reactions because there's some stuff in my head that I think is really neat and really funny yeah. <laughs> that I just don't share with anybody. Because I think if I say it out loud,
3: I think you I, try I, that shit
4: on real people.
1: D- yes. Yeah. Maybe. I want to try in the holodeck first and then bring it to you guys. We'll do
2: a holodeck episode of this podcast where you'd say, like, okay, regardless yes. of what you actually yes. feel, respond as though this what I just it said was great.
3: In this is it. Yes.
1: So I will buy some exactly. air fresheners that smell like a beach. <laughs> And we can play like waves in the background, and then yeah. we'll try everything out. Yeah, is that
4: one of your super clever ideas?
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, everybody loves <laughs> I it. I, I
4: think it's amazing. It's solid. Yeah. Claudia,
1: what about you? Um, I, I I
0: think that I would uh you know uh sort of do the same thing. Like I I I I'm happy with um everybody thinking like it's cool to be like in a cool like uh super uh happy sort cool, of. super happy place yeah okay um, um yeah what what kind of climate well my climate would be uh seasons i like the seasons mm-hmm. so uh so we would have like like we just went to this like little halloween thing but it was raining so it was like perfect in southern california it never really rains but it rained that night it, it did rained rain that this night week, yeah so to have things that um, happen like seasonally even if it wasn't real to be cool and like oh well this is halloween so we're going to do this it's
4: christmas we're going
0: to do so that far, That's a all, idea. I, like, so far we all so we just want
1: to live in a yeah, yeah so far we all want like a more perfect kind <laughs> of yeah what about you josh
4: i would do some seriously dirty shit
3: <laughs> like porn. Well, I mean, shit, that's porn. gonna happen. Uh, you know, the, the thing that is, is gonna I, I
4: wish, I wish I would pick something uh, clever, clever or utopian first. But I would go straight to the nasty stuff. I would never do in real life. I, I would. That's just, interesting,
1: well, Joseph. That's I mean, not Joseph. Josh.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Joseph and is not saying
4: uh, that. I, I would at least go there first, mm. uh, and then if I were allowed a second turn in the holodeck that would ultimately be in my office. Um, what I think I would do is, have you ever seen the movie Contact?
3: Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That,
4: the the planet that she ends up yeah. on in Contact, where everything is just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just spend, uh, the you know, after having, like, uh, some wicked li- lascivious sexual experiences.
1: <laughs> wow, he's... Yeah, I think he's saying what most people think. I would overdo think. it.
4: First yeah. of all, yeah. By the time I got out of that holodeck, my hair would be white. <laughs> but then I would go back in, and I would spend my time in the most beautiful place in the universe—a uh, right. place uh, of uh, <laughs> like uh, a sort of hive mind imagination uh-huh. uh, that that involves like, <laughs> stars and beaches, but also. Um, you know, really comfortable clothing. That is just
1: like, like you said, like contact in that yeah. that one part at the end yeah. where it is stars and just, it beaches looks like and the beautiful best. colors. I think like you are very
2: best. You are basically describing what I think was in Gene Roddenberry's soul. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is like, yeah.
4: what if I could fuck everything
2: and. The world was a peaceful,
4: wonderful place where everybody got along. Everybody you was know, fine. You know, I don't think Gene Roddenberry would complain about my answers here. <laughs> no, I don't think not.
1: so either. And on that note, we should go ahead and end this. Joseph, can you tell us where we can find you on social media?
2: Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and all the other social medias is at Joseph Scrimshaw, just my name. You can find my podcast Obsessed on the Feral Audio Network. Uh, if you like geeky things, I also have a podcast called Force Center that is all about Star Wars all the time. And I do a monthly show here in Los Angeles. It's a comedy game show about pop culture stuff called Head
4: Cannon.
1: Excellent. Josh Flaum?
4: Oh, man. Uh, I'm on
1: Facebook also. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually looking up my uh, my Twitter handle because I don't know it. I think it's at Josh Flaum.
1: It's at Laser Flaum.
4: Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> really? My Twitter handle? Yep. Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, <laughs> I trust you. But yeah. I- if, if,
1: Why do I know that? I...
4: If Audrey is wrong, and I don't think she is, in no. fact, I'm almost certain that she's right.
1: It would be uh, Josh Flown, Flaum, F-L-A-U-M, or Laser Flaum. Uh,
4: or Laser Flown. Uh Also, um, you can check out my work on YouTube. <laughs> Look up Written by
1: a Kid. It's a great web series that you guys created for Peak uh, and Sundry. It's fantastic.
4: I'm very proud of it.
1: Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and you can find me at Audrey Kearns, K-E-A-R-N-S, on Twitter, Instagram. Please check out Claudia and my site. GeekGirlAuthority.com for all your latest breaking news and wonderful podcasts and think pieces and my other um oh Josh has to say something. My other um
4: it is at Josh Flaum. Oh
1: fuck Is it your eat well I can't give away your email hand. to everybody in the <laughs> world yeah, now? Uh, uh,
4: right now because uh, I've, I've Halloween themed my yes. um yes. username. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the Flaumaduke.
1: The Flaum-a-Duke. <laughs> Nice. I just,
3: but, I just uh, changed
1: mine to nasty Audrey of the election. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. Hey that's the Audrey, and um, also check out my other podcast at Five. Tr- not at five, I mean Five Truths and a Lie. It's a great storytelling show. Yes. Neil Before Odd. My latest um, episode is with Aaron Abrams from Hannibal and the movie that's out right now called Closet Monster, which is fantastic. And Blind Spot. And Claudia, where can we find you
0: uh, at Claudia Dolph across the board D O L P H? Yeah. Just across the board, please. Yes, yeah, subscribe to Booze and Phasers, please.
1: Please, and leave a review on iTunes. We can always use that. And if you don't like us, then don't worry about the review. I mean, we still love you, but don't go through all that trouble.
0: No, just do it. No, don't. No, do it.
1: <laughs> and um, we'd also like to thank uh, Matt Sewell, our sound engineer, yes. and our artist.
0: Uh, Frank DeTrano, who's amazing, and our uh, composer of our theme, Evan Schletter. Um, if you have heard of Bajillionaire... Uh, What's that show? Bajillionaire. Billionaire. No, it's Bajillionaire. There's a show
1: called Bajillionaire.
0: Yeah. Um, it's uh Paul F. Tompkins is on it and all those guys. And uh uh anyways. He's amazing.
1: All right, now we're gonna I think that's everything. So I think now we can uh sign off with our quotes. we're gonna have Claudia go last on this one. Did you guys bring <laughs> bring quotes?
3: Yeah, yeah. I
2: wrote down a quote.
1: Let's hear it, Mr. Scrimshaw. Okay, this
2: is from the episode with Joe Piscopo. Oh, great, I can't
1: wait.
2: As a comedian, this is a quote from Data who says, So, ellipsis, if you put funny teeth in your mouth and jump around like an idiot, that is considered funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad.
4: (laughs) It really is. (laughs) is. It's very, very wrong, (laughs) thus humor.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, Josh, do you have a quote?
4: I have a quote from Dune. Is that the same sort of? Yeah, quote
1: you yeah, absolutely.
4: Uh, he is the Kwisatz Hatterack. Oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> my god, that makes me very happy. I had written down my quote and I can't find it. It was from Emergence. It was from Brave New World. I think it was what Brave New World is. It is this, but I can't find it. So what I'm going to do is read flip. that one. Okay. Yeah. So um, because of oh, so here's the correct episode title 11001001 this is William Riker to Minuet what's a knockout like you doing in a computer generated gin joint like this
0: ah. oh, I
1: love so much oh. I love it oh.
0: Claudia. on that note William, uh, not no, no William Riker, I, no, no uh, Jonathan Reitz just tweeted me that's, Look, that's, she's been asking like, for 17 I, episodes at some point just, just tweeted me I like your wife, too, Jeannie Francis, star of General Hospital. General Hospital. All
1: right. Thanks, guys, for joining us.
3: Thank you. <laughs> You're all welcome.
1: <mine. laughs>